Today we celebrate, as I said, the baptism of the Lord. Today is a great day for us as a church to think about our own baptism, because as we enter into our lives, our baptism is a huge part of, of what it means to live and be a human being. Because God has come into the world as we just celebrated Christmas, and He came into the world for obvious reasons, to save us from what we can't save ourselves from, namely death, sin, things that are bigger than us, things that we can't overcome. And so why are you here this morning? You're here because you need the power of God. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the strength of the Lord. And so we just heard from the, from the Scriptures. You know, God's Word's alive and active. It's for us right now, in this day, in this moment. He wants to speak to our hearts. And one of the things that can block us in our spiritual lives is we might not believe God can speak to us. Or we just don't think God speaks. Or that He spoke then and the Scripture's just stuff on a page. But we, we don't hear it. We don't allow the Lord to speak to us. Or we just simply, again, we might not believe. There might be a spirit of unbelief that we fellowship with. That we don't believe God's a living God. That He speaks to us. That He's somewhere way over there or some distant God. You know, I say something, He might hear it, He might not, I don't know. But God's calling us to live out of our baptism, which is to understand that God hears our hearts. He hears our thoughts. He hears our words. He hears our actions. He hears you. He hears me when we speak. And so the baptism of the Lord is about a time where we, again, are hearing God's Word. Jesus, who is the Word. We hear Him. And not just hear Him, but God wants us to experience Him. The Word of God is, again, alive and active, as it says in the Scripture, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing between bone and marrow. Meaning God's Word is wanting to search you out, to examine you. God's Word is wanting to enlighten you, inspire you, challenge us. And God's Word is like a compass. Because if I don't make... Where do I get my direction in life? That's a good question. You know, again, as baptized believers, we get our direction from the Word of God, from Christ. It's kind of like, you know, if there's no north, south, east, and west, you're lost. Or if you make up your own north, south, east, and west, you're lost because everyone else is going to have a different north, south, east, and west. And you're going to run into each other and it's going to be a lot of wrecks everywhere in relationships, wrecks. And so God's saying to you and I, turn to me. So your baptism gives you the power to turn to the Lord, to orient your life toward the Lord, to aim your mind and your heart in the direction of the Lord. Like letting God be my, my decider of what's right and wrong. Letting God decide how I'm called to live my life. This is how God created us as His creatures, as His children. Just like little kids looking to mom and dad. We look to God our Father, our dear mother Mary. We look to our Lord. And we ask the Holy Spirit to help us to live out what God teaches us through His Word. God speaks. God speaks. He's not a dead God. He's not a God that's gone. He's a living God. So I want you to really think about that. Do you believe that God speaks to you? 
And then you might ask the next question, well, what does God's voice sound like to me? How do I discern what God's saying to me in my life? That's a very important question for us as followers of the Lord, right? You can't follow what you can't see or hear. So how does God speak to us? Again, obviously through the scriptures, through the church. He might speak to you through another person, through a family member, a friend, a billboard, a song, nature. God speaks. And, and, and so God speaking to us will create an experience. He, when you hear God's voice, what happens is you'll be drawn in that direction. You'll experience some level of life. The Lord says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I came that you might have life and have it to the full. So when you hear God, there's a part of your heart that comes to life. A part of you will come to life. Because God's word is always life-giving, always encouraging, maybe challenging, but he'll always bring life. Okay? So you're discerning. How's God speaking to me throughout this week, throughout this day? So what's this all have to do with today, the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord? Well... In our scripture reading at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, it says, The heavens opened, and this voice, this thundering voice came from the heavens. And it says to the Lord Jesus, the Father saying to His Son, This is my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased. Every day, you and I need to allow the heavens to open. This is what prayer is. It's putting yourself in the open heavens. Letting God the Father look upon you, gaze upon you, behold you as His sons and daughters. Place yourself in the presence of God. Prayer. Simple. Prayer. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. Just say, Lord, here I am. And and just sit in His presence for three to five minutes. Just sit there and be in His presence. And what happens in that moment of placing yourself in the presence of God, the heavens open, you'll begin to experience in your own hearts, we begin to experience these truths, namely who we are. God gives us clarity and direction. Like, I understand who I am in relation to the rest of creation, I understand my place. In the cosmos. I understand my place in my family, in my marriage. I understand my place in my workplace. I know who I am. Because, not because you told me. Because you could tell me all day God loves me. I say this many times. But you can tell me all day. God loves you. God loves you, Father. God loves you. If I don't hear it. If I don't hear it myself. In my prayer. In the silence of my heart. If I don't hear God say that to me. Then... I'm going to always be living my life trying to get love, trying to get peace, trying to do this, trying to do that. I think of that song. I don't know who, who sang it. I can get no satisfaction. You know that song, right? And I try, and I try. We try and try and try to get satisfaction. We try to get peace. We try, we try, we try. And Jesus says to you right now, listen, Come to me, you who are heavy burdened and laboring. I will give you rest. What does God want to give us rest from? Trying, trying, trying to find peace, happiness, and satisfaction. 
You don't have to go anywhere. If I sat here like this, and you said, you came up to me and you're like, sit down. I'm like, trying to sit down. I'm, I'm like, you're like, sit down. And I'm, and I'm already sitting, but I'm trying to still sit down. Don't try to sit in a chair you're already sitting in. What do I mean by that? You're loved. You're already there. He loves you. So why do we try to get what we already have? It would be like me having my keys in my hand and saying, I got to find my keys, I got to find my keys, I got to find my keys. They're in my hand. You have His presence right here, right now. We are exposed. I can't hide from Him. He sees everything right now. He sees all my thoughts, all my feelings, all my desires. God sees me. And sometimes that makes us really uncomfortable. And that's why we avoid prayer. We're afraid to be seen. To be looked upon. To be discovered. To be found. And so when we choose prayer, we're making ourselves very vulnerable. It's more intimate. Prayer is more intimate. That's why I encourage couples when I prepare them for marriage. If you can pray together as a couple, that's much more intimate than marital love. Praying together is intimate. There's nothing more sacred than sharing your heart and your soul with your spouse. Right? So when we're praying, it's a very intimate act with us and God. It's just really exposing ourselves before the Lord. Naked we come into the world, naked we leave the world. It's like, here I am, Lord, please love me now. And it's in that moment of prayer that I begin to hear it and experience God's voice. You are my beloved son. You're my beloved daughter. And so our, our psalm response today, what is it? The Lord will bless His people with peace. What kind of peace does God want to bless you with? He wants to bless you with a peace that the world can't give us. A peace that's not determined by whether or not you love me or someone else loves me or my job is good or my job is bad or my health is good or my health is bad. My peace isn't determined by you or anything out there. My peace comes from the Lord. And so when you and I were baptized, we became temples of the Spirit. God, the Father, Son, and Spirit live in you. Live in you. Right now, God lives in you each. He lives in us. And so when I'm praying, what am I doing? I'm going interior and I'm going to encounter Him. I'm going to pray in the silence and just let the Lord love me and speak to me. He speaks from within. He's not out like, where's God? Where's God? He's right here. He's within us. He wants to speak to you and I. And when you, again, when you can hear that experience of the Lord's love for you, that will affect everything you do. Affects how you walk, how you talk, how you live, how you work, how you live in leisure, and whatever you're doing, it affects us. So, listen, I the Lord have called you. This is from our first reading. I the Lord have called you for the victory of justice. I've grasped you by the hand. 
I form you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations. To open the eyes of the blind, bring out prisoners from confinement, and from the dungeon those who live in darkness. The Lord wants you and I to be the people that introduce the world to real love. Real love. Real love. Meaning what? If I don't let God tell me I'm loved, I'm not going to be able to love you. Because I'm going to expect you to be someone you can't be. I'm made for Him. If I don't plug into Him first, I'm definitely not going to be able to give you the, the love of God. There's no way. And so we want to be the light to the nations. Meaning what? We want to reveal unconditional love to the world. I can have peace when everything's falling apart. Why? How can you have peace in a storm? Because you know the Lord loves you and He'll get you through it. Believe in the Holy Spirit's power in you. Tap in to the power. You know, Aristotle says, friendship's not facing each other. Friendship is two people facing a transcendent third. We're created to reorient our lives. This is north. There's, there's Jesus. There He is. That's the Lord. That's the Lord. So He brings us back to our true first love. Return to your first love. We turn to the Lord. In prayer, we expose ourselves. And it's in the exposing of our hearts, going within, we discover who we are. And we hear His voice affirming us as beloved sons and daughters. It's in then that experience that my life is changed and I go out into the world to glorify the Lord with my life. And the people around me will begin to think and wonder how it is that I have peace amidst the difficulties at work, at home, whatever it be. That's evangelization at its best. But that requires you and I taking time to place ourselves in the presence of God. Okay? And so one thing I've been doing, just to, uh, to end maybe an application, a practical thing you might do, and I've said this maybe before, but when you go to the store, when you're going to work, when you're going to lunch, wherever you're going, like if I visit the hospital, the nursing home, or a home, I, before I go into that home or hospital or nursing home or school, whatever I'm doing, I take three to five minutes to just sit quietly. I don't say anything. I don't do anything. I just say, here I am, Lord. Radiate your love. I imagine the heavens are open. The light of God shining upon me. The big and beautiful face. The, the loving eyes of the Father looking at me. And Him saying to me, You're my beloved Son. And I feed. I feed on that truth. It's like God's saying it perpetually and I'm just receiving it. I'm absorbing it. I'm drawing it into my spirit. And I'm growing stronger and stronger and stronger. So then I go to my next whatever I'm doing 
and I'm properly aligned and I can give heaven to people, not hell. <laughs> I give heaven to people. Heaven. Give them heaven. And so as we continue the Mass, let's ask the Lord to give us this gift to take a few minutes throughout our day to expose ourselves, receive His love, hear His voice, and then go out proclaiming this beautiful truth. Which, it's not in the doing, it's in the being. People see how you be, not how you do. When I'm just like, when I have peace, people know when I have peace. And people know when I don't have peace. People can see through us. So we want to have peace. You have what you have. Don't try to sit in a chair you're already sitting in. Just accept it. You got it. He's with you. 